0: All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Race to the Finish. I'm really, really excited to bring the show back uh, just because, you know, uh, it's 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 reached a point in time where I thought that why did I just abandon it in the first place? You know, so uh, thank you, everyone who has been so supportive on social media for all the likes that we received on Facebook, for all the follows that we got on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thank you for remaining faithful to the show, uh, how it was in its original form. but as I said before, that Race to the Finish in its second iteration is going to be even better than it was in the first. And that's because now, um, with me being graduated from college and being more involved in the community, I was able to meet a lot more people. And so for new listeners who don't know who I am, my name is Carlos, and um, I'm the host and producer of this show called Race to the Finish. And uh, this show is really mainly about... Ah, uh, bringing on people from the community, mainly from underrepresented backgrounds, meaning that like, whether they're influencers or community organizers, uh, poets, artists, whatever you want to call them, you know, they come onto the show and they tell you, all the listeners, so stories or lessons or 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 experiences that they've gone through in their lives, so that we can all learn from them. So for this first episode of Race to the Finish, I brought on my friend Achilles Morales. And um he's gonna be talking to us about a little bit stuff. So uh can, can you go ahead and go introduce yourself to everyone, Achilles?
1: Yeah. Uh well as you mentioned, my name is Achilles Morales and uh I've been community organizer um here in northeastern Ohio for the last three years. Um for a, a nonprofit organization called United Citizen Power. Um a grassroots organization that's just working to increase civic engagement um in marginalized communities specifically um so that government can work better for more people so yeah
0: that's awesome that's awesome that's cool so uh yeah so basically um you know for the listeners basically what we're going to be talking about today is you know like what is some stuff that that community organiz- organizers do like what does it mean to be a community organizer and like you know, how can we get engaged? So I guess, like, starting things off, what does your everyday experience look like? Like, what do you, what is it
1: that you do as a community organizer? Oh, uh, so much. Uh, so much. <laughs> I imagine. Stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, from, like, building volunteer teams and teaching people how to um, be advocates in their community and really advocate for, The issues that they care most about to uh, coalition building, um, bringing organizations together to really work um, hand in hand uh, to reach uh, goals because, uh, believe it or not, um, most uh, organizations, we all have like a common goal at the end of the day and the outcomes that we're looking for might be a little different. Um, but you know overall we want communities to work better for more people we want you know government to function better for people we want people to be self-sufficient and so um, you know filling in those gaps of how do we find what our common interests are how do we uh, have a better understanding of what our self interests are and in working with um, working together um so those are you know two of the the big things that I do um the other thing is really looking to see creates, um, you know, what we we call issue campaigns. So really understanding what um, is most at stake um, or most urgent in the communities that we work in and really customize our work around those things to improve those things Um, and, and really give community members the opportunity to be a part of that. So a lot of dialogue, a lot of relationship building, a lot of Voter registration year round, going door to door um and really just talking to people and and understanding exactly what people are dealing with day to day and um maybe where uh there are some challenges in in making what the changes that they want to see possible sure. and, and how to address that yeah
0: and and, and you concentrate like here like in Lorraine county yeah
1: yeah, so I work in uh Lorraine. Lorain County, Ohio, which is, if you have no idea where that's at, <laughs> I um, that's okay, <laughs> uh, but it is, if you know where Cleveland is on a map, it's uh, the county left of Cleveland, um, and uh, yeah, it's an not it's an eclectic community For sure. county. Well, I mean, I can speak um, I, to it. I would say. Like
0: just because like I, I did yeah. I did grow up here and stuff like that and you yeah, know, I I yeah. will say that like you know, growing up here it's it's been like a it's been like a pretty unique experience just because I feel like I've been around so many different types of people, you know, like it wasn't like a like a I guess you could say like a homogenous community. You know, it's a very diverse. Oh, community. yeah,
1: definitely not. Yeah,
0: so like I was born and raised in Lorraine, and um and, and, and being here, like, being raised with, like, certain qualities and stuff, knowing that, like, like people are different, I think that's something that's pretty good, you know, to, to to be aware of when you're growing up. And, but the thing is, what I will admit is, you know, going off to college, I was able to expand my own horizons and say, like, oh, well, now I'm going to go experience something new here in Cleveland. And. You know I feel like that is that's like a desire for like a lot of other younger people who you know grew up in Lorraine is that we get this idea that we're gonna be stuck, and so I feel like people are either really motivated to get out or aren't motivated at all and just kind of mm-hmm. remain dormant so I know you as a community organizer, you know you mentioned that 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 you have a lot of dialogue and stuff like that really ingrain yourself within the community i mean like what what specifically like you know do you do to kind of help out folks like myself to kind of see that hey we should organize or hey we should be able to do you see what i'm saying
1: yeah well i think like so everybody has an issue like you know something that they want to improve or you know like a specific issue that they feel needs to be better addressed Mm -hmm. within their community right um so even though you're saying like there's all this opportunity to leave and like, you know, there's and go to Cleveland and and you know like branch out like Cleveland like I I live in Cleveland and we have our own unique problems right right it's, uh not no place is like the perfect place um and I think like when you're back at home like you're still back in that community right where there's like not the most accessible public transportation for example um and so the question really isn't like i guess the questions the question really is uh what do you care most about and how is that issue really like affecting your life right now and and the life of and affecting the life of your family and friends um and so that's how you really draw it out right like i'm Asking really specific questions of like what is, what's affecting your life the most at the moment, and that you know like that could be something like student loans, right and that's not necessarily um like an infrastructure issue for the city of Lorraine, right like that is a a larger, more broader national issue, but it's still really important uh, because you can travel all and live all across the country and you're still going to have that student debt for sure um. So finding ways to really to address that, like how, you know, are there organi- are there organizations that are working on that, you know, locally and, and what are they doing? Um, and I think it's about like really exploring those things. And it might be a national thing to, you know, there might be a national organization that's working on that. So how do we kind of tap into that work um, and connect more people to it? And so it's not just like a, local thing but like a a more like national thing of who who are the people sitting at the national tables and coalitions who can who we can connect with right to fill in the gap Mm -hmm. because maybe they're not reaching the amount of people that they want to be reaching and we're able to help in those those instances
0: right and and what i think about when it comes to that is i guess you could say like accessibility so like you know, some listeners may be from, you know, this county. I imagine a lot of listeners are going to be. But, you know, of course, there are listeners who are from outside of the state. So I, I do want to give like a little bit of context on where we're coming from. So, you know, with Lorain, Ohio, being like a city that doesn't necessarily have the best education system and a lot of it is privatized, you know, like a, I guess you could say a smaller amount of students actually go on, you know, graduate from college here Um you know, but like from like a four year university, because a lot of people do actually go on to community college and that's great. But, you know,
1: I, well, I just want to, I think you should plug in how great that community for sure.
0: college is. No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, LC it <laughs> literally is, is, is amazing. But I guess you can say, I, I guess where I'm coming from, from my personal bias is like going over to four year university with it being a private white institution, you know, me mean myself being Latino, mm-hmm. you know. there are certain experiences that happen, right? Like when you're adjusting to a whole different community, I think like the biggest thing that I went through, you know, transitioning from Lorraine over to John Carroll, you know, where I graduated from is, you know, (laughs) I always tell people like growing up, like if I saw like my friend on the street or something, like, I'd be like, yo, what's up, you know, like, you know, yell across the street. And they'd be like, yo, what's up, what's going on? And I, of course I made friends at John Carroll. And, you know, when I saw them outside on the quad, And, and I would do the same thing. Like people would look at me like I was weird. I'd be like, well, this is like really (laughs) normal for me. And so, of course, that's when you start to kind of, I guess you can say, peel off those layers where it's like, oh, well, this is what society is like in this certain place. And this is how I'm viewed, you know, and this, that kind of like gets you out of your comfort zone. I feel like almost like growing up and staying in a city, you know, keeps you in a bubble. And and that bubble in uh, and, and going out of that bubble is kind of like an analogy of getting mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone. So I got involved with like um, with organizing on campus and stuff. And through that, I was able to learn more about myself, about other cultures and about my own culture. But I also recognized the privilege that comes with that. You know, I was able to, you know, even while here in Lorraine, like I was able to have the scholarship to go to a Catholic school for a year and then went back to public school. But that helped me get into John Carroll and right. and not everyone has that opportunity especially here in Lorraine a, a very small uh, a select few people get that privilege you know what i'm saying and so um that i guess you can say woke me up to organizing in that sense but what i want for people here in my city is to you know they they have a passion inside like obviously you know th- things need to change but how you know you as an organizer you know, like, how, like, what do we need to do to kind of, I guess you could say, attach to people in, like, our generation? You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Uh
0: Sorry, that was, like, a really big tangent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I think, like, it, it, the first thing is just, like, I don't know. I guess I'm feeling like there's multiple parts to this. There's, like, multiple things I want to react sure. to. Um, cause, I totally agree with you, like it's a uh, you know like totally to be able to leave home to go to a different city to go to school and like on, on a scholarship like that's a privilege um, but I think like as, when it comes to like stepping out of your comfort zone, like what you were talking about i i I think that there's a lot of people who are upset with the way that things work um in their communities right. and uh when you ask people to do something, uh, that they're not used to do, they're not used to doing, right, so, like, think about voter registration, which is, like, super simple, uh, you know, like, getting people registered to vote, like, you wouldn't think that that's necessarily the most intimidating thing, but it is, you know, pretty scary to, like, talk to strangers for the first time, and, and actually start you know attempt to like walk the walk of like what you're talking about, um, and so I think in those instances like everything that's familiar to you is no longer familiar to you because you're doing something that you've never done before, mm-hmm. so if, you know even though you're in your own community, um, it still can be uncomfortable to feel like you're bothering people you know at wa- standing outside of Walmart right even though you you that Walmart might be, like, a few blocks away from your house, um, and so I think, it, I just kind of want to, like, put that in perspective, too, sure. like, you don't necessarily, for some of us, it's, it's amazing, it's, like, it helps, I know for me, like, it totally, going to school, like, 60 miles away from home, and um, kind of just getting thrown into, like, student uh, organizing was super helpful, um because i might have just been more complacent at home to just like stay home and not do anything and not right. you know have to be uh social um and but like for some people you know being able to just do that at home isn't is enough and so i do i think it's important to like recognize that mm-hmm. um that it's not just like because we have the like privilege to have done this like in a different city right like uh we just need to give people more opportunities. So that kind of, which kind of segues into your question of like, how do we get more of people our age and younger people to be a part of it? I think it's it's actually like organizations um, making it a priority, right? So I've um, I've had the like ability to also, you know, work and and find value add in so many different things and have the opportunity to like report that and, you know, make like an argument for that of like why um, working with high schools, you know, like a high school after school program, um, it brings value to our organization, right? Um, Because it's not something, there's not like, also there's like not a list of like, these are the people you work with and organizations you need to work with, right? It's, like, whatever works, but, you know, really explaining, like, is this really, this is why working with an organization is worth my time, basically. Um, so I think we have to, we, as in, like, organizations, um, and then just, like, activists and organizers in general have to really think a little bit more critically about, like, who who we're reaching out to, um, why we're reaching out to them, and, like, what's the value add, and, when you're when you think about it that way i think you have to get yourself bought into like reaching out to specific groups of people um because i think if you're just doing it just to do it then uh you're not going to see the results that you want Mm -hmm. like just if i work for the boys and girls club and i have to like do outreach at high school it's just because it's part of my job but i don't really like think that you know right that it's it's gonna increase yeah it's important and like um, I I really do believe that high school students can like see through the bullshit. For sure. Um, yeah. I, and uh, so yeah, I, I
0: mean
1: that's something that think, like, about, it's, like a matter, yeah. it's a matter of like being intentional and, and wanting to do it, right? Um, and so I think like even people who are in their twenties can feel that. Like if you're not being genuine when you're extend you know, extending an opportunity then people can sense that, um, and it's just a matter of like getting to know people at the end of the day. So if I'm also not trying to actually get to know you, I'm just trying to get you to do a thing. Right. Why are you gonna do it yeah. if, if you if especially if you like feel like it's it's not a priority for you, if it's not something that you've ever been interested in, um, why you know like why are you gonna waste your time? Because I think our generation, um feels that way a lot like i i I, and i can i can be totally wrong but i i do feel like you know uh like what at this point like what is really the point of of doing every all of this work to try to like change the community if like it seems like other people don't care like why is everything Mm -hmm. getting thrown on to me um and so i do really think especially with younger people it's just a matter of like getting to know exactly what they care about and why they care about it and being genuine about your feelings um, and doing everything that you can for whatever that looks like for, like, the community that you're in um, to, like, reach those people. Um, So, like, in in Lorraine County, right, that's, like, working with after-school programs, working with organizations, you know, like like the Boys and Girls Club um, or organizations like Save Our Children, which is established, which is in, sorry, uh, Elyria, um, that works with, like, uh, under underserved youth and at-risk youth um, and really learning what their model is and explaining the, like, added benefit to, like, bringing them into it, doing work around, you know, like, civic education right. and organizing, like, you have to do you have to do that work um or you know even just like finding these organizations and like volunteering with them um like that's another way you don't have to be a part of another organization trying to teach people how to organize to like volunteer and empower younger people um yeah and and yeah and it's just hard like it's it's not easy right like even at the at a community college where everybody's a commuter and people aren't staying there for a long time, you have to also uh, put a little bit more effort and and try to connect with and, and like student senate, yeah. and stuff. And that's I think yeah. that's what
0: I tried to articulate in the question. Is kind of like, you know, with with you know, I guess could, how can I put this? So like people who are going out to be students at a university most likely are going to be staying on campus, uh, like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so when you stay on campus, like you're in a dorm and you can get involved with all these different organizations, right? And so some of these organizations are very um, advocacy focused, I guess you can say. And um, all it takes is for you to get out of your bed and then go to a meeting, you know, compared to like a commuter commuter who might be going to this very same university or going to LCCC, you know, Lorraine County Community Mm -hmm. College. And just when it comes down to time, you're wasting, not wasting, but spending so much more time getting to class and then getting home from class. You know, that's just that's that's like less time that you actually have to put into, you know, uh, uh, community involvement when it should be spent on the studies. And that's what I'm saying, like here in Lorraine, the challenge that I see, you know, is a lot of folks who do have all of this passion don't necessarily know what to do um uh in terms of making a change and from what i hear what you're saying is you know it's up to the individual but it's also up to organizations to find value in those very same pockets of people totally and and it it speaks so much i guess you can say to you know obviously what you and i have experienced through our work and and especially what you've experienced so i mean that's really insightful achilles like jeez You know, because it it is all really up to the organizations to really find value in you know our generation to make a change. And if it's yeah, if we're not at the focal point, then like you said, like what's the point? I mean, you know, so many other people don't care. Then why should I care? You know, there is that sentiment there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess what I (laughs) want. You know, you're good. But I, what I wanted to ask after that is you know you're coming in from like an outside perspective, obviously, so um you're not from Lorraine County, so like you know, if you want to give a little bit about your background no. like what
1: you know what Why does that look like this? sorry, everybody's supposed to think I'm from ohio is that really is um... like this is that seriously like <laughs> no definitely not okay no, <laughs> I'm, I'm from I'm from Texas, I think I have like Texas pride, and unfortunately, I didn't know I did until I left the state so of course everybody knows i'm from texas because i talk about it a lot (laughs) um uh but well i'm sorry what are you asking me no i just wanted to i I just wanted
0: to get a little bit like get to know a little bit more about your background
1: yeah 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 so uh oddly enough i was uh a film production major in college Uh um i attended the university of texas and uh which is an amazing experience. Um, but uh yeah, I i didn't see myself necessarily going into any kind of nonprofit or like organizing work. I definitely thought that I'd be twenty seven living on a beach in Santa Monica really? and writing screenplays. <laughs> um clearly not. Uh I live off the lake of off of like eerie and uh it's just as phenomenal even though i'm not writing screenplays but um yeah i i don't know being in college was definitely like a culture shock mm-hmm. i had never really like most of the i think most of my friends in high school could probably tell you like i didn't really hang out a, a whole lot outside of school especially like if you were not in marching band with me oh, you are in band you didn't see me. yeah um but like outside of that, like I didn't really hang out with from from school outside of school. Um, And so being in college, is just like overwhelming. I could do whatever I wanted. Uh, When I wanted to do it, I had nobody to tell me like I need to come home, you know, like no one checking in, like, where are you and who you're with? And like, what time are you coming? It was just, it was a lot. Um, But also, having to deal with so many different people from so many different backgrounds, um, was definitely overwhelming too. And I would, I, this is, I'm trying to make this story not as long, but oh, you're um, good. I, I think just to like, give you like an, an example of like how I kind of interacted socially sometimes, like I would go to meetings that I like for things that I cared about. You know, there was, a. Um, Oh my gosh, I, can, I can't remember the name of this organization, but a uh, student-led organization where we would do like film competitions oh. and um, yeah, and we would like work. Th- I mean, the room was always, I don't know, I would like to say that there's like at least a hundred people in these meetings and probably was like, there's a lot of people. And so we would like team up and like do different competitions. And um, it was, it was really fun like to shoot. We, I shot a music video. No way whole group of people um, at, at this guy's uh, um, apartment building. And it was, it was just like to like a, a Bob Marley song. And then uh, we did like a horror film, like a, a horror short contest. Yes. And they had like a horror, like a makeup artist come in and like do a tutorial and stuff with, with us at the meeting. And then we went and shot our own thing. And so like that was a lot of fun, but I did find myself a lot of the time sorry that was long to just say like in, in those meetings even though like it was a lot of fun for me i i remember feel like not talking to anybody and being really shy and introverted right. and how like how anxious i felt and the amount of anxiety of like i don't know anybody here nobody's talking to mm-hmm. me um so that was kind of like me throughout my college career like especially if i didn't know you like was just gonna sit Awkwardly alone and not talking to so, anybody and then yeah, uh, and
0: I, I kind of want to ask something about that too. You know, um, like, so you mentioned that you're introverted, right? And or you were introverted. well, you were, introverted. I guess. yeah,
1: I'm just somewhere in the middle. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think. Well, I took a test, it told me I was in the middle. Oh, well, that's good, that's
0: good. I wait, I gotta take one of those tests eventually, but like, I don't know what it was called, yeah, I don't know. But I guess what I wanted to ask is, like, you know, with you being a community organizer and stuff like that, you know, I guess people would necessarily imagine someone like, um, I think we like talked about this before, where it's like community organizing mm-hmm. is generally viewed as like, oh, we're going to go out and protest, oh, we're going to go out and riot, you know, like just because that's what's in the media a lot, you know, where it's a common misconception where I think you mentioned like, you know, that's that's not necessarily what it looks like, you know. So I I, I kind of see where it's like, well obviously you're you have a unique personality but you're also a community organizer i mean like what what is this what does that spectrum look like you know like what how do different personality traits fit in with different types of community organizing
1: i i guess i feel like i can't speak on anybody else's experience oh right (laughs) yeah um but but i guess uh, i I guess i'm asking about
0: your own yeah
1: yeah um i it's really weird like and i wish i like had like the prop like i wish i had the self kind of like in oh i don't know not self-awareness but i i guess self-awareness like realize like i like the shift um i i think something that, that like definitely played a huge role is um the the year before i moved here and when i say years, so what academic sorry oh. academic here so like uh when so like fall 2015 um spring of 2016 I was working for a labor union um that just we're like interning um for labor union and that just that whole experience um I was put in a lot of uncomfortable situations uh because we were organizing the the place that I was in um, was on a university's campus. Mm. I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say, um, but this was a while ago. So Let's stay within your boundaries, uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But just like, you know, the, the situations of like talking to other people who were not necessarily on board with what we were doing and like have, having built up personal relationships with those people and um, calling, calling them out on some of the sneaky stuff that was going on. Um and uh because these were my coworkers, and so as well um and so like it was just kind of it it was it, it forced me to pump to really step out of my comfort zone and like stand up for other people and stand up for myself um which is not like I probably wouldn't have even thought of doing something like that uh like my senior year of college when I was student organizing like there's no way um that I would be calling out somebody who I personally know um about the shady stuff that they're doing and uh how it's kind of like ruining everybody's chances at like you know better wages and all of that kind of stuff. right um and so I really do think it was that specific uh experience um that kind of Made it a little bit easier for me to connect, but I also don't. But I, but also like, not, not really at the same time. So like, it taught me how to really deal with confrontation, um, and like uncomfortable situations. But I mean, when I started my first day in the city of Lorraine, like in Lorraine County, as an organizer, you know, I was uh, being driven around by um, a really uh amazing person in Lorraine um Max and uh he was just like oh you should go you should go to El Centro and you should you know uh go and talk to so and so and uh and so then I was like okay cool uh I guess I'll go and do that and like I'm just driving there and just going inside and kind of like being nervous um and then just going to the front desk and then just, like, making the ask. And I was, and I don't know, like, I don't think... I didn't think about it a lot then, the way that I do now, of, like, oh, man, I really just, like, went and did this stuff and, like, was probably... And I remember feeling really nervous, but, like, also I didn't have any second thoughts about turning around and not doing it. Right. Um. So I think there was, like, a lot of self-motivation. Um. But I also think, like, the other... The other big thing was probably the fact that uh, I was helping to really establish the work of this organization. And so there's like a lot of responsibility in that, Um, that I was responsible for establishing these relationships and getting to know these people. Um, And obviously
0: it's important to establish those relationships between organizations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, And so... I don't I don't know like even like talking about talking about it now like (laughs) I'm just like complete I'm like at a loss for words and like really in awe because I uh I feel like even when I when I try to do those things for my on my own like I sometimes really stumble Uh. but like when I'm working it's legitimately just like oh cool I gotta go and talk to this person who's like in charge of this organization and i've never met them that's great like let me just walk into their office right now for sure and it's not a big deal right um so yeah it's really weird because it's i feel like that should be a transferable skill and i just the amount of it just i just get really anxious um when it's like not work related and i, to- and I, I to totally and get to people.
0: yeah and i totally get like where you're coming from with that just because it's like and i feel like that's with like any job you know, like where it's like you're working a job, right? So you have certain expectations. So you're going to go ahead and meet those expectations, you know, but obviously yeah. community organizing is more than just a job, you know, like it requires like a passion and, 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 and empathy and understanding and stuff like that. So you mentioned self-motivation and stuff like that. Like, where does this motivation come from within you, you know, to do with like community organizing, obviously, you know, you don't just view this as a job, you know, but what, why, like, why do you, continue to be a community organizer like why did you get into this
1: yeah um well now you're gonna let me finish my story okay oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no just kidding Uh we just messing with you but uh no really uh, i think like um i have made made these two amazing people um i was uh a part of this uh um Uh, a QPOC group called QPOCA, which is a queer people of color and allies Mm -hmm. um and they had these like leadership trainings and uh I don't know I was just trying to like do a thing I think one semester and I was like cool I'll go to these trainings and check it out um met uh it was so funny like I had I saw I made two friends Amanda um and Sarai and uh They lived in my apartment complex but i had never met them in my life or seen them and it wasn't like a huge apartment oh wow like we get on the same bus to get to school sure um so it was funny and uh we were taking the bus back together and so like i just like made a friendship with them and like we did stuff all the time they always tried me to get to do like things and i would kind of like kind of do it and then i would bail at the last minute mm-hmm. um because they were mostly like organ organize or sorry or other organizational things and i just like i don't know i just never got fully into it the way that i wanted to i guess um but anyway fast forwarding to like my very last semester um college uh amanda and sarai just like they were kind of like forceful they're like we really want you to like come and be a part of USAS. Um, And so USAS is uh, United Students Against Sweatshops, um, which advocates for factory workers who help to produce um, collegiate apparel. Hmm. Um, And so we like kind of do a lot of work to make sure that, you know, the the contracts that our university and other universities are signing with like Nike or Jansport or any other, or like any other, large company um is making sure that they're holding nike accountable I got um, you. since we're giving them so you know like we're giving them so much money so they should be making sure that they're getting they're they're not having any human rights violations right um and so i don't know i i was like okay meeting, and i went to the meeting and kind of got suckered into like helping out with stuff so i remember like the first kind of little protests we did we were just like having signs and i didn't really want to be a part of it but i i as far as like holding anything and i was just kind of like okay i'll take pictures and i'll like run social media that's what I did. um very low bar and so uh, i did that and then they um I don't like saying the word force, but they really like convinced me to go to this regional conference in Alabama. Oh. Um, And that's where I just like I met so many amazing people uh, there. And uh, I was like really inspired, like to be a part of like a huge like march on campus um, that weekend um, and like walk up to uh, the president's mansion. which like it, at, on that campus like the president lives on campus like they have like a huge house. Wow. Um, is it actually like so, a mansion? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and so I don't. It was just really. It was really amazing to like meet people from all over the south um who were like doing similar work and who were just like super passionate and like confident and like that made me feel like I could really do this. Mm-hmm. Um and so I slowly went from like just taking pictures to like leading a banner a banner drop, um being part of like the, the like leadership team that kind of went that went and talked to um the athletic licensing director and, and really kinda held his feet to the fire um which was an that was like my first step of like holding somebody accountable and just like you know being honest um and asking questions that were like not easy to ask and that were not easy for him to answer uh and so out of that like i just be i just really felt my voice and i like wasn't as timid i felt like i could actually speak up for myself now and i could go and talk to people and yeah i have still deal with the anxiety stuff but um i wasn't afraid anymore i wasn't afraid to use my voice or to go and talk to people and so the biggest part of the reason that like i continue to do this and i think my main motivator is because it allows me to continue to do that and to be better um at using my voice at standing up for myself and the things that i want and not letting not letting myself be that person in the corner right that nobody's right. talking to and feeling and like feeling bad um I like have the chance to like actually meet the people that I want and, and get the opportunities that and, um that I do have now I, guess I should say um and so and that's like that's an amazing feeling to be confident um and know that like I can I can stand up for myself I don't have to like I don't have to go with somebody's project just because like they're talking louder than me. Like I can I can say like I don't want to do this and and that's okay. Um so like that's that's why I do this every day. Um and why I want to continue doing the work um even if it's like if it becomes in a different capacity, um it's just uh, something that feels good and feels right. Uh and I'm also like showing other people that they can do the same thing and from for me, like that's probably the best part of the whole thing is seeing that uh, there's other people who don't know how to use their voice right. um, either, and, and I can show them that like, it, it doesn't have to be that way, um, and you don't have to do it alone. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so I guess some like, important things that I picked out of what you just said is like providing a voice for folks that don't necessarily, or enabling a voice for folks that don't necessarily know how to use it or feel like as if they don't have one you know, and yeah. and it kind of it kind of reminds, so like it kind of reminds me of like the purpose of motivation where it's like, folks will really go out and say like, well, I'm an organizer or I do service because I want to help people. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously like there isn't a person on this earth that does everything 100% because they just care so much about another person. Right. right. Obviously there is, there is a, a personal motive on why they want to do things. And, and, you know, from what I gather, from what you said, it's like, you know, it's, it's helping you get out of your comfort zone and feel more comfortable talking to, talking to folks. Right. And, and I guess like how I kind of relate to that too is, you know, I, I guess with, with the show, you know, and, and I kind of like alluded it, alluded to it in in the beginning of the episode, but like with, with this show, you know, um, it started a year ago and I was really passionate about it. Even if, even if it just started as like a school assignment and, and, but I knew that I wanted it, I wanted for it to be something special and ended up, you know, producing a few episodes over the span of a few months. And it, 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 Kind of blew up a fair amount of people listen to it, but I feel most most bad about is leaving it behind and you know, a few months later you know picking it back up and doing this reboot. I remember through your words, you know, it reminds me it's like there are folks out there who don't necessarily have the spotlight or the voice or don't feel like as if they're empowered to use their voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a core value of organizing, but also being involved with your community is recognizing that, you know, some folks, they have a voice, but they don't know how to use it. So it requires a little bit of empowerment, but also sometimes that there are also folks in our community that um, we overstep, you know, like we over talk, we talk over. Right. And, you know, I think right. a big thing is learning how to take a step back and actively listen to what they have to say. You know, so like ha- like of course, there's been times I feel like you've that that, that you've gone through that, so I th- what are some like um i how can I say this so like what are some like important times that you felt, or what are some in in general or specifically, however you want to answer, like what are some specific times that you felt like you needed to take a step
1: back for a community yeah, I think every day, I think like that's something that you have to practice every day, um especially if you're. I guess specifically if you're like in a leadership position Um, because what can happen super easily is uh, you're doing all the work um, and you're just kind of handing out tasks and like it's really hard I think like that is super hard I (laughs) am like get it you know I've gotten better at that over time you know, it's taken three years to really acknowledge, like, oh, I'm doing six things for this dialogue, and I have six volunteers who could all do one of these things, right? And everybody then everybody has a role um, and has a little bit more responsibility and also just has a better understanding of, like, how to put this together, right? Um and so I think taking a step back doesn't mean like okay I'm just gonna let this person do the thing. Obviously, uh, coaching and training and guidance is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to stay present, but I think it's important to recognize that like if you want to change your community, then you're you can't do it alone. You can't right. bring 20 people together and then and say you're gonna have this fundraiser, <laughs> right? Where you're gonna donate you know, you're going to donate like to like a disaster relief, for example, and then you're the one who's coordinating everything and contacting everybody. And so you have 20 people who show up the day of and they're doing, they're all doing, have done one thing right on the day. And they have no idea what it took to put it together. Um, Because I think, because burnout is real and for also sure. like priorities change, life happens. So I think it's important to think about what is it, what is life going to be like when you can't do it anymore or when you have when you have to take a break for yourself like how how is the work going to continue um, or is it just going to be put on pause until you can come back uh I see. so for me it's it's a daily thing and um you know and and I think like the community dialogues that we do good example because it's there's a lot that goes into it from like putting together the discussion guide to like making phone calls to making sure that like we have food to like the setup to having people sign in like (laughs) to having a guest speaker like there's just there's a there's a lot like it doesn't feel that way the day of you know when you're coming and you're like participating it doesn't feel that way at all but I listed like 10 things or whatever you know like and and they're all meaningful even if and important like I can't be help running the sign-in table while also trying to like make sure that the powerpoint for the presenter is working you know like that it just doesn't work you need like a team and you need people who understand why each of those things is important and the way that you do that is by asking who wants to do what and then showing and working with them to do it so it's like an everyday thing. yeah.
0: You know? And wow. So I feel like we really, we literally just went through a lot and stuff like that. So I I, I guess like, yeah. no, and it's good because I think, you know, tying everything together, I guess what I gather from what you had to say, you know, um, and, and giving my opinion to the listeners and stuff like that, I, what I gather is, you know, if we're really going to be building coalitions and bridges between, you know, organizations and in our community and stuff like that, it, it it starts literally with, you know, organizations connecting with the community to find value in 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 the people that they serve, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: also the people who are involved directly within the organization to build bridges within each other, but not not necessarily within the community, but the workplace is also a community as well you know the organizing community is also a community in itself and so if right. we're not creating leaders you know under us or besides us you know when, when it comes out when it comes down to a point where we're burned out or you're burned out or or, mm-hmm. or there comes a time where you know something comes up and we can't necessarily focus on this work who's going to end up doing it you see what i'm saying and so that in mm-hmm. itself if we're not empowering others to do this work too then are we really doing a service to the community. And I guess that's what I gather from everything that we talked about today is, you know, everything is kind of connected where organizations are connecting with the community, but organizations need to be connected with themselves.
1: Yeah, totally. It's a a both-and situation. Cool. Um, It's different when you're, like, you have a job and you're, like, a staff member, Uh right? So I, I can say all of these things. I can say, like, yeah, just find this organization and, <laughs> I, and, and, you know, like be a part of it. And like, sometimes the reality is like you go and you volunteer for an organization that you care about a lot, right. Prior going into it. And like, sometimes you just don't have the best experience. And I would like to encourage anybody who's like currently in the middle of that or, or worried about that, mm-hmm. um, or go, or just like going into it and not you know not knowing what your experience as a volunteer is going to be like um or even like in in a work capacity um just to like assume best intentions even though that's not always like easy and uh to also just kind of like be kind to yourself and you know remember that like there's always there's always opportunity um and uh it if you have if you get take the time to really build the relationship like I something that I also just think is really important is just to be open and honest and that that's easy definitely easier said than it is to do and I like know that firsthand so um I don't know I, I think like over overall what I'm trying to say is um, to like not give up and uh, you know wh- whatever it is that you want to be a part of um, whatever like a community initiative or community project you want to like help be in support of and be a part of the decision decision making process like you should do that um, if you're currently in an organization that's not doing exactly how you feel. Like what you feel it should be doing, like it's totally okay to bring that up, you know maybe on a on a one on one conversation with whoever and um work those things out because I think uh the last thing that needs to happen is people leaving organizations that they're members of volunteers of staff of because it's not a good experience, and obviously, like if you're have a good have a bad conversation and things aren't working then like don't continue to do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's worth the conversation because uh, either because the person on receiving the information has to listen and um, it could be a really good um, learning uh, experience and could also just make the organization better. Um, so I kind of just want to say that because I know that it's, it's difficult um, and it, it's easier for me to to say those things because that's what I do every day, like mm-hmm. eight hours a day, and um, I have I have that ability to kind of move in and out of spaces and and stuff, um, and that doesn't always. We don't all have that, so right. Just don't give up, and uh, you know, connect with the organization that you feel is really passionate about the same things you're passionate of, and. Share the same values that you do. Um, and just like be open to communication. And, the, and I hope that anybody who works for an organization that's listening is also thinking about how open they are to receiving and inform- information and communication and how they communicate with volunteers or staff um, about how the work is going and how excited they are for the work, because that's also really important um, as well.
0: And he kind of answered, I guess, my next question, because like, you know, when when I was younger, you know, before going off to college and stuff like that, like I was that kid in high school where, you know, I followed, you know, a lot. I followed the crowd. You know, I was a follower and I knew that that's not what I should be doing because I've always wanted to be a leader. And I always knew that I was and I just never had the guts to actually, you know, put my foot down and try to do something. Right. And it wasn't until I was, you know, essentially out of my comfort zone. um, And pretty much, you know, given the opportunity to actually do that. I was that kid uh, where I had a thousand different ideas and I'm still like that today or a thousand different ideas on how I want to help. Right. And that could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. And. I guess my question is, like, what would you tell somebody that really, really wants to help out their community, right, but they don't know what the first step is to take? What would you tell that
1: person? Well, I guess uh, my bias is, like, you know, what is your idea? How do you, you know, how do you want to help? How do you want to be a part? whatever change you want to create and then how does that fit into the work I'm already doing so that I can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if this was just, you know, regular me, not, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would ask the same question, right? Like I would ask, you know, what you want to help out. So, and, and you want to be more connected. What are, what are the things that you care about the most? Right. And, and then think about what are some of the organizations that you that you know of um that may or may not be doing this work i think just kind of listing that up because uh there's a plethora of like community organizations and national organizations that all that have like affiliates in a lot of cities right um Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to kind of sort through them all um because either you know you know of things so like uh you know the the NAACP, the Urban League, uh the Boys and Girls Club, um United Way, right? Like those are organizations. Um versus like uh non local nonprofit like El Centro or Save Our Children or um a grassroots organization like Lorraine County Rising uh for just to give three for example uh they're they're, they don't have the same like um national weight right of of names Mm -hmm. and so you have to do a little bit of of digging and connecting um and I mean those I think the three that I just named are like well known throughout the community so um you might also you know the person might also have knowledge of those things but I think that it, you can also like be very connected to a church too right and so like oh the church is doing some kind of like prison ministry where they're going and they're talking to inmates or they're like writing letters to people who are incarcerated um i think those things are important too and uh you, you know that's part of what the reason that i even got involved is because i was i i cared so deeply about. Um, you reform uh for uh, or which i'm sorry not reform. that's not what i wanted to say like abolishing like the death penalty mm-hmm. right like that um really is like where my roots are for a lot of um my activism and organizing and so uh i think it's it's what do you care about most right now and and where's your passion lying and then finding a way to connect yourself so if you only know you know one person who who works at one nonprofit that you're familiar with like going and talking to that person and connecting and seeing who they know and how they can connect you right um think really thinking about your personal network um, is what's key and uh using those relationships to get connected to other people who can lead you to the place that you want to be right even if that even if you're unsure of like the exact work that you want to be doing, but you, you know, uh, if there's an issue, if transportation is your issue, then how, you know, learning how to get connected with organizations that are working, that are actively working to address that issue. Right. Right. Um, I think is important. So you have the information and you can figure out then these are the ways that I can get involved and I can contribute to that. Um, so that would be my suggestion uh it's just to really think about who you know and have you know coffee or whatever and just <laughs> kind of talk you know um it's really it's really about that about communicating uh, You can't get anywhere if you don't uh use the resources that you have which are more likely than not you know friends and family and people and um using the resources that they have which are more people um and that's really how you get where you want to be. Cool. All
0: right. So it's getting time to wrap up the episode. And so we talked about this before, but you know, at the end of every episode, I ask every guest, um, you know, just to say one thing, one last thing, whether it be short, long, whatever you want to call it, but you know, like, what is something that you want to like share with the listeners, with the world? You know, like what, if you had to just say one thing, like, what would it be?
1: Uh, The one thing that I would say to the world (laughs) (laughs) uh, is that um, the work is never done and uh, the doors are never closed and opportunities are endless and so you should take it one step at a time Um, and, and also if you're in the thick of it know that the work will still be there tomorrow um and if you are waiting to start uh tomorrow you can say tomorrow every day um and so uh just don't wait anymore just go and do it um and and i promise and i promise that uh the experience will be well um and just Go in with, like, open mind, well-intention, um, and uh, you'll have an amazing experience. So um, don't give up, uh, and uh, yeah. Cool. I think that's that's more than one thing. No, but, that's yeah. fine.
0: No, that's, that's totally cool. Thank you so much, Achilles, <laughs> for joining you know for, the-
1: for sure thank you for having me carl yes
0: absolutely and to all the listeners right that followed on social media you know right before this first episode you know whether or not you were following for the first iteration of the show or you just hopped on board on on this train now uh thank you so much for the support you know like we're putting I'm putting in a lot of work into this and you know of course the guests that are coming on you know are 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 sharing you know very 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 valuable stuff with us and so, um, you know, going forward, you know, these episodes are going to be roughly around this length, um, you know, whether it be more bite-sized or or a little bit longer, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, this is pretty much what we're going to be doing, like how we were doing it for the first time. For everyone that liked on Facebook, you know, for over a hundred people, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, and so as soon as this episode goes live, I will post on what channels they're available on. I know that uh, we're probably going to have a little bit of issues with Spotify. Uh, you know. So I was thinking about going on YouTube. So you'll probably see this on there. Um, but as of right now, uh, you can still listen on Apple Podcasts. You're probably listening on there right now. And um, yeah. And so uh, Achilles, I know you wanted to shout something out. Do you still want to shout that out?
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, I didn't want to forget that. <laughs> No, I did not I just didn't know where to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, this has been a really great experience and so much fun, and I hope um, I'm able to come back on sometime in the future yeah, oh, sure. for part two. Uh, but um yeah, if you're interested in just uh, asking me questions or staying in the loop of the work that's happening and just want to be um, more curious about who I am, uh, please follow me on Twitter at Achilles1492. Um, and, uh, yeah, just stay connected. Would love to connect with more people, um, and be on the lookout for, um, a blog, my blog that's coming out, um, in July. Uh, super excited about that. And, um, I'll be sharing more information on my Twitter feed, but for now that's all cool and for those that are listening
0: please don't forget to check the episode descriptions because that's where i will leave uh akili's social media handle just in case you know you didn't type it in after he said it uh just copy and paste it just go straight on there you know matter if i leave a hyperlink um follow us on uh, instagram twitter facebook we're all we all can be found at or the show can be found at race the number two to the finish um uh, that's that's pretty much where you can find us and so thanks again for listening I hope that you will join us here and back in a couple weeks and uh, yeah don't forget to rate and uh, subscribe to the show alright um, see y'all soon bye bye